We're pregnant. Bro, do you even live? I can't eat another one bite. One is usually bigger than the other. It tastes awful. It hurt a Wait, bit. Why is it leaking? Did you Whoa. hear that? That was not there yesterday. I'll have a second of it. totally my natural hair color. Am I supposed to look like that? Don't worry. Deadly. I'm Terrell. And I'm Iris. Wait, who are you? I'm the Uncanny Valley version of Siri that won't get you sued by the Apple company. Oh. Well, in that case, welcome to Health Science for the Rest of Us, a podcast where we take a super practical look at the body, its shenanigans, and the world of fascinating ways we try and keep it healthy. This definitely won't replace a trip to your doctor's office, but it may help you make heads or tails of how to live in your body better. More important than that, this podcast will help you look like a total badass at your next Facebook debate. You did it again. We can edit that later. Let's Let's do do this. this. You hate swallowing pills. Or you know someone who hates swallowing pills. Maybe you don't hate swallowing pills, but you would still like to speak with management about the matter. If this is you, today is your lucky day. Because today you get to design the perfect pill from scratch. What color is it? What shape does it have? Does it have a special flavor? Does it dissolve all at once or slowly over time? Should it be chewable? Crushable? Should it be taken by mouth or taken through some other opening? What factors would you consider when making decisions about these things? Why are we asking so many questions? Why don't we mind our own business? Never mind what we're doing. Take a moment and really consider the qualities that your perfect pill would contain and then get ready for a ride, because I'm Liz, and for this week's adventure we explore the ins and outs of modern-day pills. We begin at the beginning. The humans have a lot of ways to deliver substances into their bodies, but pills, especially pills taken by mouth, are often the preferred method of choice. Pills, whose name comes from the Latin word for little ball, are tiny packets for things like medicines and supplements, such as multivitamins. They are often used as a go-to method because compared to things like injections and inserts, they are relatively non-invasive, relatively cheap, relatively convenient, and relatively easy for the average person to use on their own from home. On top of being very handy for delivering substances into the body, pills are also very handy when it comes to how easy they are to manufacture. This is because pills give the humans a practical way of taking bulk mixtures of chemical compounds, often taken from plants, and molding them into a form that can be easily measured, shipped, stored on shelves, stored in medicine cabinets, handled, swallowed, and eventually passed through the body. Time out. We're about to talk about some of the various ways that pills are designed, but before we get into the weeds, we need to talk about how substances that the humans take travel from place to place within the body. This process is very complicated so for our purposes, we'll just tell you that when you swallow a substance by mouth, it will go down your throat and into your stomach and start to dissolve into smaller pieces as the stomach pushes the substance down into the intestines. Once in the intestines, the substance can travel through the walls of the intestines and then through the walls of nearby blood vessels. After moving through the walls of the blood vessels, the substance ends up in the bloodstream, where the blood vessels carry it to the liver, which then breaks down the substance even further before sending the substance to the rest of the body through other blood vessels. 
Eventually, the substance arrives at its intended location within the body and can start interacting with the cells there in order to do its intended work. Later, the waste or leftovers from this process are carried through even more blood vessels for more interactions with other organs that ultimately send them out of the body by way of pooping, peeing, exhaling, or sweating. The timeline for this entire sequence is hours to days. Time in. Now that we've explored the typical journey that a pill might take through the body, we can delve into the ways the humans try to make them do just that. Most pills are meant to be swallowed by mouth, and their ingredients are meant to arrive intact somewhere else in the body. In order to achieve this, pills must be able to travel to their destination without first being destroyed by things like spit and stomach acid. This is a pretty tall order, especially in the case of stomach acid, which is almost as strong as the dangerous acid found inside batteries. It's no wonder, then, that the humans have developed special ways of making pills nice and sturdy. One of those ways involves the development of the capsule. Capsules, like fish oil and Prozac, are pills that surround their contents with a hard or soft outer shell. These shells, usually made of gelatin, are generally swallowed whole and can stay intact until they've arrived in the desired part of the digestive tract. Once this location is reached, the shell finally dissolves, releasing the capsule's contents so they can be carried away in the bloodstream through a process like the one we described earlier. Aside from having sturdy shells, capsules can also be fun to look at because they are occasionally see-through, and can be filled with different colored powders, liquids, or tiny little pellets. The other type of pill that can survive into the digestive tract is the more popular tablet. Tablets, like Tylenol, are pills that have no outer shell, and are thus mostly made of active ingredients. Tablet pills usually start out as a paste or powder that gets molded or pressed into a smooth, solid pill that can be made in a wide range of ways. Like capsules, tablets are designed to remain mostly intact until they arrive at just the right location within the digestive tract, but unlike capsules, which achieve this through shells, tablets are able to hold themselves together through the use of binding ingredients that help them hold their shape, and smooth coatings that allow them to dissolve more slowly. If you've seen tablets like these at your local drugstore, you may have seen them described as extended-release tablets, along with instructions not to chew or crush them. More on that later. In the meantime, it's also important to note that dissolving at the right time doesn't just help pill ingredients go to the right place. It also helps prevent harmful effects that can occur if the ingredients arrive in the wrong place. For example, if a pill starts to dissolve in the mouth or the throat, a person can experience pain, choking, gagging, or other kinds of harms such as inflammation, formation of an ulcer, tightness, or small holes where they shouldn't be. It turns out that these little balls that the humans use for health reasons are quite the serious matter, especially when it comes to safety. By the way, did you notice that we said tablets were more popular than capsules? Are you wondering why? If you are, we will tell you. If you are not, you can listen anyway. Tablets and capsules are both able to deliver a lot of the same substances, but tablets are often chosen instead of capsules because tablets have a longer shelf life than capsules, and they're less sensitive to sunlight and moisture, and depending on the ingredients and dosages involved, tablets are usually cheaper to make and cheaper to buy. This is especially the case when the capsule version of a pill contains liquid ingredients. Another reason that tablets are more popular than capsules is that unlike capsules, tablets can sometimes be chewed, crushed, or split into smaller pieces. Because of the way they are manufactured, tablets can also be made smaller than capsules, which is usually a big selling point for anyone who has to swallow them. 
With all that said, the next thought you may have is, why bother with capsules? One answer involves speed. Capsules generally begin working faster than tablets, which is quite the advantage if you've taken something like a migraine or nausea pill, and you'd like it to start working sooner than later. Capsules can also be made in a variety of forms including soft gels, which are swallowed whole, and sprinkle capsules, which are sprinkled onto foods or drinks that don't need chewing, such as applesauce or yogurt. This option can sometimes be used with tablets, too, but may be more attractive when used with capsules because capsules usually don't have the foul taste or smell that tablets can often have. This brings us to something else pills need to be able to do. In addition to being able to deliver the right amount of ingredients, at the right time, to the right place in the body, pills also need to be able to entice people into taking them in the first place. This means they need to feel approachable and they need to seem easy to use correctly. On the first front, pills may be made more appealing through marketing efforts such as something called direct-to-consumer advertising. Direct-to-consumer advertising involves advertisements that are presented in the United States and New Zealand to try to get the people interested in various pills and other health products. Outside of advertising, the pills can be made more appealing through tweaks to their actual feel and physical appearance. A pill's color, for example, can be chosen based on what people might find most attractive, according to personal preferences and cultural values. Shape and size can be adjusted in this way as well. When tweaks to color, a shape, and size are applied to efforts to make a pill look more attractive, you can end up with a pill that feels interesting or even fun to engage with. If you've ever seen a Viagra pill or a Flintstones Kids vitamin pill, you probably already know exactly what we mean. Making pills more appealing through color and shape choices can also make them more memorable. This helps the pill makers to sell more pills, but also helps to make pills easier to use with fewer mishaps. Some substances, for instance, may be available in different dosages. Presenting them all in different shapes, sizes, and colors can help people like patients, caregivers, pharmacists, and manufacturers avoid mixing them up. This also helps to make pills more difficult to counterfeit. Other ways pills' appearance can be adjusted to make them more appealing and easier to use correctly involves things like printing text on them so they are easier to identify, shaving grooves into their surfaces so they are easier to cut, or raising the sides and edges of the pills so they are easier to pick up and handle in your hands. Even packaging may come into play when things like blister packs are used to house pills, making them easier to keep track of. When it comes to making pills more approachable, the sky is almost the limit, except that generally speaking, with the exception of dietary supplements, all of these adjustments are subject to regulation by bodies like the Food and Drug Administration. This means that when you design your dream pill, remember that, you cannot go choosing pill colors willy-nilly, if the dyes they require are banned in the area where you hope to have the pills sold. Some shades of red, for example, are allowed for use in pills in the United States, but are not allowed for use in pills in Japan. If you've ever noticed that so many pills are shades of beige, yellow, brown, or gray, it's because these are the colors you get when you work with the most widely allowed pigments. Even when features like colors are chosen from the allowed pigments, the function of the pill may impact your final options. This is to say that the unicorn-colored, starfish-shaped, quick-release tablet you envisioned will be a no-go if the features you chose interfere with things like the pill's formula, how it dissolves, how stable it is, how slowly it releases its contents, how slowly it is absorbed, how its contents spread through the body, how it is broken down by the body, how it is removed from the body, and of course, how easy it is to swallow in the first place. 
You didn't think we'd forget the thing you probably care most about, did you? The time is now. Because in addition to needing to deliver substances properly and somewhat fashionably, pills also need to be easy enough to swallow that people take them, and keep taking them, as directed. The Food and Drug Administration estimates that around 40% of Americans have trouble swallowing pills. When surveyed, many of these people said the size of the pill was the biggest factor in their struggles, but other factors play a role in pill swallowability, as well. When it comes to dealing with pill swallowability, the science humans may test out improvements using something called esophageal transit time. Esophageal transit time describes the amount of time it takes for a pill to slide down your throat. Pills with large esophageal transit times will feel quite uncomfortable to swallow, because they move too slowly down the throat. In addition to being a chore to swallow, pills with large esophageal transit times are also more risky to take. If a pill takes too long to travel down the throat, it can actually get stuck on the side of the throat, or start dissolving before it's made its way down into the stomach. This is bad news because as we mentioned before, if a pill starts dissolving too soon, it can do more harm than good. Pills with large esophageal transit times are typically pills that have edges that aren't rounded enough, edges that are too round, surfaces that are rough or chalky, shapes that are flat or disc-like, and sizes that feel too big. In order to make things less unpleasant, the science humans can improve esophageal transit times by giving the pills a rounded, ideally oval shape instead of a flat disc shape, and giving the pills a smooth, more slippery surface instead of a rough or chalky surface. They can also change the sizes of the pills, but that gets a little more hairy. Tiny pills might seem like the obvious solution for pills that seem too big to swallow, but like so many things, this must be balanced with factors like ease of handling, dosage needs, and convenience. Making a pill super small might make it easier to swallow, but it also makes it easier to drop down the drain by accident. On top of that, having too small of a pill might cause a person to need to take more pills at a time, or take their pills more often. This can become a real hassle for people who are pressed for time or have memory challenges or can't use their hands as well as they'd like or otherwise need help managing their healthcare routine. So what is the happy medium? In order to find out, the science humans did experiments where research volunteers swallowed different sizes of special pills called radiopaque barium sulfate tablets. These pills could be seen on an X-ray when they were swallowed, and the science humans were able to use this to measure how long it took the different sized pills to travel to the stomach. As a result of a bunch of these types of studies, the humans learned that the sweet spot for a comfortable pill size seems to be around 8 mm, which is slightly bigger than a popcorn kernel, and slightly smaller than many pills actually are. If you've taken pills that were bigger than 8 mm, it might be because the smaller version of your pill can't hold the needed dosage you're supposed to be taking. It's also likely that your pill was not much bigger than the threshold for comfort, which was determined to be about 11 mm. After the humans are done choosing the most swallowable shapes and deciding on the most swallowable sizes, they can also consider finishing touches like pill coatings that can make the pills more swallowable, while also doing things like protecting the pill from moisture, masking unpleasant odors and tastes, and making the pills harder to counterfeit. Some substances can be delivered from the mouth to the bloodstream without being swallowed at all. This process involves moving substances through the walls of the mouth to nearby blood vessels in a manner that is actually faster than swallowing. These pills include tablets that dissolve on your tongue, like the nausea medicine Zofran, tablets that dissolve under your tongue, like the pain medicine Nitrostat, tablets that you hold between your cheek and your gums, like the cold sore medicine Sitivig, and tablets you use to watch movies on airplanes. 
As an additional option, there are also pills that don't need to go in your mouth at all, much less be swallowed, but arguably, these kind of pills are not technically pills. We are talking about a special kind of pill called a suppository, which is inserted into openings like the rectum or the vagina. Once inside the vagina or rectum, suppositories melt and travel through the walls of the vagina or rectum in order to make their way into nearby blood vessels that will carry them around the body in the bloodstream. Are you as exhausted as I am? We've been talking about pills for an awfully long time and there is still so much more that can be said. But I am tired, so we'll wrap this up by revisiting our original question. With all that we've learned today, what would your dream pill look like? Would it have anything clever printed on its surface? Glitter, perhaps. Would it be swallowed whole or dissolved in a liquid that you drink, like the supplement Airborne? Are you tired of thinking about this? Maybe you'd rather just consider who would win in a fight between a tablet and a capsule. The answer is neither. The tablet and the capsule would put their differences aside and make a love child called a caplet. You can have fun googling that later. You can also have fun watching a time-lapse video of different kinds of pills dissolving. We shared the link to that video in this episode's show notes because it is oddly satisfying. That's all for now. This has been Liz, and I hope you've enjoyed my debut as special co-host of the podcast. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Health Science for the rest of us. If you like what you heard, be a pal and spread the love by sharing this podcast with a friend. If you're not sure how, or if your friend just needs some help, you can both get some quick tips from our fun YouTube tutorial. Just tap on the link in the show notes from this episode. To learn more about the show in general, or to see some pretty hilarious health memes and videos, stop by our website at healthscienceforeveryone.com. We're also on Facebook in the group section and on Twitter under the name Health Science Podcast. That's all one word. For a limited time, Health Science for the rest of us listeners can save 20% on all NZT products at my online store by entering the promo code DARK42TOWERBEAMSUNSHINESTRAIN. No, 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 I told you we're not doing that. My apologies www.irisspecialtystoreforthingshumansbyclairhealth.com Iris! Sorry. I'm hitting the button now. Is that how my voice sounds? Easter egg time. Have you ever wondered why all health substances aren't pills? After all, if pills are so great, why are there also things like injections, creams, mists, powders, pastes, liquid drops, inhalers, gels, lotions, inserts, like ocular inserts, and special shampoos? Part 1 of the answer is that some substances, like neosporin, do not need to flow through the entire body in the bloodstream in order to do their work. They can instead do their work by being applied in the exact location where they are needed. Part 2 of the answer is that some substances, like insulin, cannot survive the digestive environment intact, and must be delivered to the bloodstream in other ways. Be sure to listen to the end of future episodes for more Easter eggs.